0: The following is a dramatic reenactment. Hi, Shirley. Hi, Beatrice. How are you? Uh, I am dandy yourself. Oh, well, I was better until I heard what Judy said. Judy? What did she say? Well, She dropped that potato salad at the church dinner Okay. right on her foot. Spilled everywhere. Yes. And she used the Lord's name in vain.
1: (gasps) O-M-G. You're kidding.
0: Oh, yeah. She said all of the words. All
1: of them? Not the acronym?
0: She broke the third commandment.
1: She broke it hard. Mm. How we read scripture is just as important as reading scripture, if not more important hermeneutics is the art of reading scripture rightly. If we're not careful, we will read into scripture what it isn't saying. I'm Taylor and I'm Brian. Welcome to the Echo podcast where we are looking
0: for truth in the noise and stay tuned for Taylor's most embarrassing story at the very end. Wait, what? Welcome back. I'm glad you made it to the restroom just in time, Taylor.
1: Well, um, that was a really funny opening that we just made (laughs) up off the top of our heads and it Caught me by surprise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, we were having a little bit of fun with that reenactment. But uh, <laughs> hey, thanks so much for joining us. Welcome back to the Echo Podcast. What do we got today?
1: Well, today's going to be the second episode of our new series, Misread, where we are looking f- uh, looking at popular misread scriptures, uh, putting them back in their original context. Uh, as we talked about last episode, it's really important for us to read scripture rightly uh, and not read into it what it's not saying.
0: Yeah, so the third commandment says to not use the Lord's name in vain. Yeah. What does that word vain mean? Well,
1: um, you probably think the song is about you, but you're so vain. (laughs) Carly Simon reference for the older group. Uh, The word vain um, in its context is meaning that empty or nothing uh, and even worthless. Uh, That's really what the word vain is getting at in this context.
0: And I think people realize what we're getting at here, but how have we come to interpret that uh, commandment largely in our culture today?
1: Kind of like the most accurate portrayal that we just did in our dramatic representation, it's that we don't say things like, oh, my God, or we don't uh, use God's name before the word about keeping water back from flooding. We're we don't we're not going to use God's name as an explicitive or as a cuss word, mm-hmm. uh, which is how we explain it in our current culture.
0: So what you're saying is that maybe that's not what the Ten Commandments was getting at?
1: Not necessarily what it's getting at. Now, the Ten Commandments are listed twice. The first is in the book of Exodus, and the second is in Deuteronomy. So why don't we just read those two verses uh, if we'd like to? I'll read Deuteronomy. Most people go to Exodus, but here's what Deuteronomy says. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 11 says, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless. Who takes his name in vain yeah
0: and uh, exodus 20 is similar slightly different wording from the niv you shall not misuse the name of the lord your god for the lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name so it's clear that god is serious about this commandment yeah what we need to find clarity is what does god mean when he's saying don't take my name in vain or don't misuse my name.
1: And what's interesting enough is that this reads almost like a courtroom proceeding where God is going to hold people accountable for how they talk about him. For us, how would you feel if anytime something bad happened or you were in pain that they used your name to express anger, frustration, disappointment, or even resentment or just general dislike of a situation? Kind of insulting. It's not you're not really using the name rightly or well.
0: Yeah, at at worst it's offensive, and at best it's flippant. Yeah. So we're not suggesting that you uh, use uh, one of the names for God as a replacement for a cuss word or in a flippant way. Yeah. uh, Because that would not be reverent, and at the same time, we're also suggesting. That's not what these verses are getting at.
1: Right. Even though the verses aren't talking explicitly about cussing, it's also not giving us permission to cuss either. That's not what this verse is about. So we need to set that entire ideology aside. We're not going to talk about cuss words. We're not going to be talking about saying OMG or anything like that. We really want to get to the heart of the third commandment, which... Yeah,
0: Yeah, so... um... In their good uh, book, Urban Legends of the Old Testament, uh, Croteau and Yates have this helpful definition where they unpack this, but they would, I think, accurately say, by misuse of the Lord's name, it means using the name of God to give our words authority. And you have a quote from Matt Chandler that you like that kind of gets at the same thing.
1: Yeah, Matt Chandler says this. He says, we are not to use God's name to make much of ourselves there's something powerful about that ideology where we don't use God's name to elevate ourselves or to make ourselves appear, if you will, better than who we are, um, or even to say God is on our side when Mm. we're just using that phrasing, if you will, to tickle people's ears or to make us seem something that we're not. I think one of the best examples of this is actually in politics. When people say, God bless America, I don't know if they really— mean that. They may not even be believers, but that's what we say. We say, God bless America. That's what we say as politicians. But if they don't believe that God actually does bless America, then the name God is really empty, and Mm -hmm. it means nothing, and it becomes kind of worthless. And they're, in fact, using God's name in vain.
0: Right. And you can go back throughout history and find politicians who have invoked god's name to try to gain power. Yeah. And that's problematic. How would this maybe play out for you know the average joe who's not, you know, running for office? Ah, <laughs> oh, bless you. Uh, thank you. God bless you.
1: Oh, wait. Well, but what if you don't believe that god blesses? You hmm. just say it. Ooh. Oh. Wow. Man, what if you say, God bless you when somebody sneezes, but A, you don't believe in God, or C, B, you don't uh, believe that God blesses? Like, how? What are you really saying when you say, God bless you?
0: I don't know. I guess I'm just saying, I'm sorry you sneezed.
1: Yeah, <laughs> which is a weird thing to forgive someone for.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think when we just think about what is this like in everyday life for me, am I, am I using God's name in any way? maybe even am i saying hey i'm a christian so this or god told me to do this right when maybe god didn't say that and i'm using it as a way for me to feel better about myself or to gain power or to gain a hearing i try to be very careful when i say the when i say the words god told me yeah. to that i don't say that very often no. unless god really says that from scripture I think there's times that God has spoken to me, and I'll share that, but we need to be careful that we're not using that phrase flippantly.
1: There's a reason that we call Scripture the Word of God. This is how He is speaking to us. And when we take Scripture, we consider Scripture to be very important, and we treat it appropriately and with honor because this really is God's Word to us. Well, not just Word, but Word's to us across time and space, so we deal with Scripture in a, in a really important and intense manner because it matters. Scripture has worth as mm-hmm. God is speaking to us, so when we speak about God, maybe we should give it the same consideration.
0: Yeah, I think we've kind of gotten hung up on just what God's name means. Yeah. For, if you go back to the Lord's Prayer where Jesus says, hallowed be your Name. name. Is, is Jesus drawing attention to the uh, to the actual letters of God's name, or is he really trying to draw attention to, hallowed are you? Mm. And throughout scripture, we see that God's name is representative of his character, who he is. Um, and so when we say, hallowed be your name, it's not just drawing attention to the name of how we spell his name, it's drawing attention to God. In Acts chapter 3, we have the apostles who, and there's this healing, and they say, you were healed by faith in the name of Jesus. Does that, is that mean that J-E-S-U-S, the, the actual letters did the healing, or is it the power of Jesus? What's well, the power of Jesus, it's the right. person. So we've gotten a little bit hung up sometimes on the name yeah. itself, rather than that we want to love and honor and worship and recognize holy God.
1: Yeah, one of the examples that comes to my mind is whenever people of not Western uh, culture name their children for Jesus. Uh, within mm. Hispanic culture, mm-hmm. Jesus is a very common name. And mm-hmm. I remember the first time as a child, when I met another person named Jesus, it threw me off because <laughs> we don't take God's name in vain. And wouldn't naming somebody who isn't God Jesus belittling his name. And thankfully, that's not what the commandment is talking about. It's not saying don't name your child Jesus or Joshua or Yeshua, which is really what Jesus is coming from in terms of name. That's not what this is talking about. Mm. Because God's name is so indicative of his character and his nature, we need to, if you will, speak his name with a certain intention Of our heart Mm. Um, you mentioned earlier the idea of power in the name and and me with my Pentecostal background we love a song there is power power in the name of Jesus but at the same time we got to recognize that the name of God is not used to create power what I mean by that is this it's not a magical word like abracadabra Mm. we don't get to use God's name to invoke something which was not ours to begin with Hmm. we can't say you know thus saith the lord if that's not what god would thus say Hmm. even when we pray and we say in jesus name using that phrase doesn't automatically necessitate god's obedience to our prayer we don't get to control god by using his name regardless of of our intention and our motives
0: yeah and rather it's a moment of submission yeah. to Jesus, rather than jumping back to last week's episode, uh, treating God like a genie of saying, "Well, because I said in Jesus' name, He must now do this." That's where we put ourselves on the throne, as opposed to putting ourselves uh, under the throne of God.
1: So let's echo this back. The third commandment is really concerned with how we talk about God's name and the intention of our usage of the Lord's name. This doesn't give us permission to flippantly use God's name in replacement of a cuss word. Rather, God's name reveals his character and his nature and how we talk about God really matters.
0: We finished 30 seconds early, so we would like you to take the next 30 seconds to consider this. Are you using the name of God to bolster your agenda or to gain power or authority? And if so, will you today instead say, not my will, but thy will be done. sticking with us. So, Taylor, Spotlight's on you. What is your most embarrassing story?
1: Well, you're in for a big treat. This is actually a two-part story because it happened really, really close together. In the year 2003, Peter Jackson's final installment of The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, was hitting theaters. I was 13 at the time and also was experiencing what I would consider to be an irrational fear of large spiders. (laughs) I, re- I did not like spiders at the time. They freaked me out. <laughs> Thankfully, um, I was able to overcome that. Um, but for those of you who have seen The Lord of the Rings, there's a moment where uh, Golem has led Frodo up the uh, path by Minas Morgul into Shelob's lair. And if you don't know what Shelob is, it is a big spider... That is grotesque and hideous and frightening and terrifying. And the cave that she dwells in is full of dead bodies and carcasses. Well, I um, had not read The Lord of the Rings at that time. I'd read the first book, The Fellowship of the Ring, but not the third one, The Return of the King. Um, and once they saw, once I saw all of the webs, I immediately was like, "Oh gosh, there's going to be a lot of spiders." Um, I was wrong. Just one. Hmm. Big one. One big one. One big one that came out of nowhere. And in shock and fear and terror, um, I peed myself in the theater. I said, you're in for a treat on purpose. You were 13? I was 13, and I peed myself in the theater because I was not expecting it. Um, I politely excused myself. (laughs) Went to the bathroom, took my pants off, and put it under the blow dryer. Um, got some paper towels and, and. Was this
0: a public bathroom? Were other people in there?
1: Yeah, a guy walked by and just kind of looked at me, and I, <laughs> I, I was just red faced, not not looking at him at all, just minding my, acting as if this was the most normal thing in the world. That's that's what I was attempting to do.
0: Nothing smells better than a bathroom where someone is using a blow dryer yep. on their
1: soiled britches. That, that, yes, that that is correct. Um, so that's the first part of the story. The second part of the story, the following year, the sequel to Shrek, Shrek 2, is now coming out in theaters. We go to the same theater. I'm about 14 at the time. We go to this theater. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Shrek the second uh, is a hysterical comedy. I, I like the Shrek. I like the first two Shrek films, I should say. Um, And I can't remember the exact moment, but there was one part in the film that just tickled me so, so much. So I peed my pants again, laughing so hard. In the same theater, not the same seat, that would have been great, but in the same theater, I'm laughing and I pee myself and I go back. Same story, I take off my pants, I'm putting it under the dryer and I'm just... I'm 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 done. Those are those are my two most embarrassing oh my goodness. embarrassing moments. Um, uh, hasn't happened since then, thankfully. But so
0: the poor people who came to the theater after you yeah. could have sat in they, your urine-soaked yeah. seat. Yep. Wow. Were Were you with anybody?
1: Friends and family.
0: <laughs> Not a date.
1: Yeah, 13, 14. fourteen. Wasn't okay. a dater at that. Good, at good, that good age. choice. Good choice. <laughs> 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 what was What was great is was, was leaving the theater. Um and then everyone just kind of looking and go. What what what's up with your pants? i <laughs> 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 people are like, oh, man, I, sp- I spilled something, you know, not whatever. I was uh, blah, 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 blah blah blah. So that was, that oh, was fun.
0: So, have you like movies? Have you adjusted your game plan to maybe what you
1: drink? I have. I just uh, catheter up before I go in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't I don't know I just I just I, I have no sense of humor and I conquer my fears now.
0: Oh my goodness, that is uh, fantastic. I guess so, but I've never felt worse about any time I've ever sat in the theater because no, I'm no, afraid I've sat you in you your seat.
1: Should. I to be fair, I did I did tell the people who were in charge I did because I felt really bad. <laughs>
0: that's, a, that's something you enjoy saying.
1: <laughs> hey, I just peed in your theater. <laughs> Row MC12, big wet spot.
0: Uh, I'm sure the good folks at the theater really took care of that.
1: Yeah, I did ask for a refund because I didn't enjoy my experience. Oh, my
0: goodness. Hey, hey, thanks for uh, enduring our embarrassing stories. (laughs) And if you would like to leave a review about this or maybe about the more serious content, you can do so at brianjenningsblog.com. And also check out the resources and books there. We would love for you to do that, and we'd love to hear from you.
1: I'm Taylor. I'm Brian. And this is The Echo Podcast. Where
0: we are looking for truth and potentially wet seats in the noise.
1: (laughs) Blessings.